All right, well, good morning. We are glad to have everybody uh, with us and sad that it's the last day uh, of the retreat. I know. But uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed it. Fun time. Hopefully you've enjoyed Frontier Camp. And uh, we uh, have been praying for you guys. And, and it, we feel like it's been a great weekend. Our prayers have been answered in terms of you guys connecting with the Lord, connecting with one another, and having a great time. So uh, we are uh, glad that you are here. Um, we're going to miss you. Uh, but uh, we have one more session. Um, can we get the uh, lights on in the back? Oh, we can't get the lights on. All right. Well, good. We'll do this kind of romantic here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, well, what we're going to do this morning, um, I'm going to pray for us in a second, but we are going to answer your questions. And uh, this is our stack of questions. So as you can see, uh, we are not going to get through all of them today, uh, which uh, is unfortunate. But what we want to do, we want to make ourselves available. I'm going to introduce each person on the panel uh, here in a minute. Uh, we're available to answer your questions. If not today, you can email us, uh, find us at the church, um, or uh, give us a call. We would love to chat with you. The other thing is um, that uh, on the Grace website, as part of the college page, um, I maintain a college ministry blog. If you just go to grace-bible.org slash Matt's blog, um, I will try to answer some of the questions that are left over on there. So um, over the next couple of weeks. And then some of the questions actually in the past I've answered on there. So if you kind of click around, you may find them. Uh, but we want to do everything we can to answer your questions, even if we don't get to all of them today. Uh, but we're going to fly. So let me introduce everybody uh, really quickly, and then I'll pray. Um, first of all, this is my lovely wife, Shannon, uh, whom you met on Friday night. So uh, we've been married for almost 12 years now. It'll be 12 years in January. And like I mentioned, Friday, we have uh, three little ones. And so... Uh, Shannon is a source of wisdom, obviously. Mark and Alyssa Luff, uh, who uh, have now been married. How long has it been now? Five months. Five months, all right. So uh, we have uh, our newlywed couple for us, and so we are excited to hear what they have to say. Sarah Malone, who's on college staff with us. Yeah. Uh, and then Jamie and Heather Bryant. You guys heard from Jamie last night, uh, and they have been married what was it? Oh, two? Eight years. eight years. Okay. All right. Eight years. They have two little ones whom y'all have seen around, Hallie and Finley. And so uh, we're excited as well that they're able to be here. And then Andy O'Brien, one of our college interns. Uh, and so we are, and, and this is Andy's second year as an intern. And uh, Andy actually has the distinction of being the only one I know of who has been on all three of our uh, summer project partnerships. He's been in all three locations. So if you have any questions about summer project, he is the guy to ask. So uh, let me pray for us and then we will dive into some of these questions. Father, we thank you so much for um, this weekend. We thank you for your word and what it has to teach us uh, first and foremost about you and your son, Jesus Christ, and then how we ought to live in light of what Jesus has done for us. Uh, We pray that as we go out, we would have relationships that are uh, pure physically and emotionally And uh, spiritually, we pray that we would have relationships that are um, beneficial to us and to others and that honor and reflect Jesus. And we pray for this time. Give us wisdom as we answer questions. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, I'm going to direct some of these questions to different people. Um, Others may kind of chime in. Uh, if they also have uh, answers to it. And then uh, some of the questions uh, I will let you guys know. You may have an opportunity, if you want to stand up and follow up, uh, feel free. Uh, we would love to hear from you guys and make this kind of an interactive discussion. So let me, uh, let me start with one that actually relates to friendship. We've talked a lot about, um, you know, Trey and Marcy talked about this yesterday, about guys kind of initiating a dating relationship. But we have a, a question uh, that is written in female handwriting, and I'm certain it's from a girl. It says, is it appropriate for girls to approach guys in friendship rather than guys only approaching girls with any attentions, be it friendship, dating, etc.? In other words, is it okay for girls to initiate not a dating relationship, but a friendship? Uh, why don't we start with Andy on that one? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yes, that's all I'm going to say. No, well, I, think, I think it is okay to approach in friendship. I think... You have to get to know a girl before you're going to ask her out in the first place. So I think it's all right to like establish a friendship and get to know each other before you like test the waters and jump in the pool, as Trey Corey put it yesterday. I think it's good to have an idea of 
who she is before you even say, oh, yeah, I'm going to go ask her out on a date. So I think it's good for a girl to say, hey, let's like be friends. And I don't, I think that's not like saying we should go to Mugwell's and sit in the DTR chairs and or like, but um, <laughs> maybe something will happen. But um, I think, I think, yeah, I think friendships are good. Like you can approach a guy and like start talking to him. And I think that like, then it should be passed over to him where he's going to be like, all right, I'm going to be intentional with you and I'm going to get to know you on like a one-on-one basis, like that's going to be like his side. And if he starts doing that, hopefully DTR will quickly follow, you know, so. Okay. Does anybody else want to chime in on that? Yeah, go ahead, Alyssa. Well, I'll just say quickly, um, I think from the girl's perspective, yeah, I definitely think it's healthy to have guy friendships. Um, I love my guy friendships that I have, but I do think that it can be dangerous at times um, because we as women tend to um, go places in our minds where um, maybe um, it's not quite reality and maybe never will be. And so, um, so I would just say with guy friendships, you know, um, I mean, yeah, definitely it's healthy to have like establish them, but, um, but you know, be honest about your status where you are. You know, if he has not said anything to you about wanting anything beyond friendship, realize that that is where you are and that is where you will stay until, you know, until he, um, takes some initiative and decides that, um, you know, that there's something more. And so I would just say guard your hearts in that way and, um, and realize that, um, that where you are is what has been stated. Um, so, yeah. And actually, keep the mic for just a sec. Or did you have... Okay, because uh, there's a related question to that. Um, in the waiting period, what else do girls do to show interest? I feel like all I can do is wait. How would you answer that? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, um, I mean, I think, there, I think while you're waiting, um, I mean... It's funny. I mean, I've, I've been waiting for a while, um, <laughs> and um, and I just think that um, you know, it's not it's not a time. Um, I think Trey and, I think it was Trey and Marcy's talk where they were saying, you know, it's not like you're just um, or maybe it's Jamie get, waiting just to get to that next phase. You know, like just waiting for to till you're in that relationship because then you'll be whole. Then you'll be able to serve the Lord. Then you'll be able to do the things that um, that you you know life will start after that. You know, like I think that I definitely had that perspective for a while, but um, but God can use you. In so so many ways, um, while while you're not dating, there's so many things that he can do through you. And um, you know, as I've watched um, most of my friends get married um, and and stuff like that too, I get to see their relationships, and I get to see the things that the choices that they made and the things that they're doing. I, I learned through them um, about who I want to marry. Um, eventually and um and things like that so um so I definitely but I but I also it's cool because I think that um that as a a single woman I've had experiences that um, a lot of my married friends haven't been able to have either I I got to live overseas for almost five years and serve the Lord in missions and meet tons of different people and um, just have great experiences and this is not working um okay um, anyway, so I, I think that there's definitely so much, um, so much value in, in the waiting period and to, to walk it out well and to learn to trust the Lord. Um, one other thing I'll say quickly is just that, um, that I think that, um, that as you learn contentment, um, as you are waiting, um, I think it's so valuable to learn it well because um, what I've found is that um, even with my married friends, um, they struggle with contentment issues as they um, as they are waiting for children or as they are waiting for their children to behave or as they are going through um, you know just difficulties in their marriage. And it's so cool because I'm I'm still able to to learn from the Lord um, to to learn contentment. Um, and, um, and I think that that is only going to benefit um, no matter what um, stage of a relationship or non-relationship that you are in. And so as you learn it, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to benefit you so much um, if you do end up getting married one day. So, Okay. A couple of uh, related questions here. I want to ask um, a couple of the guys, Mark and then maybe Jamie, if you guys. Uh, in your personal opinion, how can a guy affirm his sisters in Christ without conveying romantic interest? And then the, the related one, how do you appropriately compliment a girl who you are not interested in? Is there a place for that? For example, you look nice, etc. <laughs> is, that, is that okay or are you crossing a line? So maybe Mark, start there and, and Jamie as well. Yeah, I'm actually a big fan of encouragement. I, I love offering it uh, and I love receiving encouragement, but... But no, honestly, guys, this isn't necessarily as dangerous as it sounds to to go up to a girl and say, hey, I really appreciated when you did such and such, or I I think you do this well. 
a girl wants to hear that you, you value things about her, and especially when they're things that she values or that, that are substantive to her. Uh, but at the same time, if a girl has done her hair and it looks really nice, tell her, hey, I like your hair, or she got it cut, that's a nice haircut. <laughs> the, those do not at all communicate, hey, I want to date you. <laughs> they, they simply communicate, hey, I think you have a nice haircut that looks really good on you. And so, so be generous with, with, uh, with encouragement. If, if you really want to make sure that you're not communicating that you want to date this person, be generous with everybody with encouragement. I agree with that. I think we get weird with girls sometimes, and and uh, I, you know, and I think what Mark is saying is absolutely right. I think um, uh, just to tag off of what he said, if you are only giving the compliments and the encouragement to the same girls um, as a guy, then that that's where maybe you need to open it up a little bit and go, man, I need to, <laughs> I need to be generous with with everyone. And so I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, and there are. Uh, there are times, hey, all right, there we go. I, I would just add to, I think there are times where um, if you know a person well, it could be even awkward, uh, more awkward not to communicate that you appreciate them. Um, some of us need to practice saying words of encouragement and being an encouraging person. And I think for guys and girls, it's easy to fall into kind of a, a sort of sarcasm that we think it's funny and we think we're being encouraging. Oh, you're you're goofy, you're silly, you know, or whatever, but what we're trying to do is we're uncomfortable with just simply saying, you know, I appreciate you, I think you're a, a godly person, I think you're a fun person, I like how you did that. Um, uh, you know, a month or two ago, uh, Rachel Presley, who works with us, she got a new haircut. Well, if I just totally ignore that because I feel afraid to tell her your hair looks good, well, then she may not feel like anybody really notices or cares. Does that make sense? And so there's a balance there where, on the other hand, if toward one person I'm consistently just lavishing the compliments because I'm hoping to get something back, that's where I think it crosses that line. So like they're saying, except for, except for, except for my wife, <laughs> because I do have a unique relationship with her, right? And so I, I think knowing, like, there are, just like Jamie talked about last night, there are different levels of relationships. And so uh, I have an a intimacy of relationship with Shannon that I don't have with anybody else. But then on the other hand, I have other uh, close friends, and then I've got other acquaintances, and so knowing what is appropriate for the level of the relationship that you're in is a critical skill. So guys in particular, don't be afraid to talk to girls and to be their friends. Like, don't, don't be so afraid you're going to do something wrong that you never interact. So, um, Okay, this is for, I'm going to ask Shannon and Heather on this one. Um, people always talk about having a God-centered relationship. What does that really mean? Practically. You know what I think it, it, it first starts with the individual. It starts with the individual so finding his or her worth in Christ alone, being so satisfied in who they are in Christ that then they bring that into the relationship. And kind of what we were talking about, I'm not looking for you to meet my needs. Nothing that you do can add to or take away from that contentment and satisfaction I feel in Christ. And yet, the kind things that you do just kind of overflow that, that was already there. Um, That's having God at the center. um, You know, speaking about him, having conversations about him with one another, um, honoring him together. You know, I actually, there was an intern a few years ago, and he was beginning to date a young woman, and he was like, I'm kind of out of ideas for dates. We've done kind of some of the typical things. And I said, why don't y'all go and serve together somewhere? And that could really bring God into the center of your relationship because you're serving together, which is a great way to even test out is how, how does this person approach serving, you know, and is this something, where is their heart in that area? So those are just some quick ideas. I'd love to hear what Heather has to say, though. Um, actually, I was pretty much going to say the same thing. I mean, I think your relationship um, with one another is only healthy and whole if it starts with a healthy re- and whole relationship with God first. You have to find all of your satisfaction in the Lord 
not in another human being because you're never going to get in another human being. So as great of a husband or a wife or a boyfriend or girlfriend as you might have, they are not the one who meets your needs. Um, sometimes God might choose to meet some of your needs through them, but that's why we're the body of Christ. We need our, God uses everyone to meet our needs, not just that one person. So I think having a godly relationship is just being God-centered um, individually and knowing, like, I can't rely on Jamie um, to be to be my walk with the Lord. Like even he's, he's as the head of our family, he is a spiritual leader for me, but he is, he has his own walk with the Lord. I also have my own walk with the Lord and I I can't rely on him to walk with the Lord for me um, because our marriage would fall apart. Um, And can I say something just the last question real fast? Um, Girls, um, when guys, you know, just being encouraging to one another, um, girls, I think it's important for you guys. um, Being a girl who used to be single, I think we can often take a guy's compliments and twist it into what we want to hear. So if a guy is complimenting me, I can think, maybe he likes me, he's complimenting me. And I would just encourage y'all, you know, give encouragement. It's a biblical command to give encouragement to one another. And women, if a guy compliments your hair or says, hey, you look nice today, take it for what it is and don't read into it and think maybe he's going to ask me out and ask your friends what you thought about it. Just say thank you and know that if he wants to ask you out, he's going to ask you out. And that's all you need to know. So, and that's how you can have healthy, encouraging relationships is keeping it at face value. And I would add one verse um, that is kind of a challenge. Um, It's from Psalm 90, verse 14, another one that I memorized because it's so darn great. Um, Satisfy us in the morning, O Lord, with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. And I love that. It's a request that the psalmist makes of the Lord, satisfy us. And so there was a season when I was struggling with that, um, looking for other people to really satisfy me, that I, I made it a habit every morning when I woke up to pray that. Satisfy me this morning, Lord. Fill my cup with you so that I don't look to other people to add, because they, they won't long-term satisfy me. Okay, so a kind of related question to that, and and I'm going to let anybody jump in on this for a minute. Um, It says, selfish reasons for wanting a relationship are supposedly bad, but honestly, is there any relationship that has ever happened where the people involved didn't have any selfish motives? If we didn't need anything for ourselves from anyone else, would there be any relationships? If I wait to date until my motives are purely selfless, would I ever start dating? I throw it to you. (laughs) You got it, Jamie? Yeah, I'll, I'll start on that. I mean, I, no, I don't think, I, I think we are sinful people. I think we're selfish people. I think that's part of the fall. So we all struggle with that. And I mean, it's just like, um, you know, our walk with the Lord, we're continually growing. And that's part of it. That's part of growth is pursuing um, being humble, not being selfish. And, and we work on that. We don't enter anything and, and come out. It's just like with our walk with the Lord. We don't enter into our walk with the Lord just, man, we're good. You know, I'm good to go with God. I'm, I've got this closeness with him. We grow in that closeness. We grow in certain areas. And so when we enter into relationships, it's like that. I mean, we, we struggle with selfishness. We approach people with, um, and, and we'll always struggle with that selfishness and that pride. And, and, uh, and, and that's, that is part of relationships is, is growing through that learning to look out for others' interests above my own. It's not automatic, and, and it's not that we approach every relationship where that happens, but we work at it, and, and that's part of the growing experience. That's what, that's what sanctification is. It's that growing process. And so, um, yeah. That's, and I would add to that, too. Like, it is true. I need, I need things from other people. But what I need most is for other people to help develop me into the character of Jesus Christ. So when we talk about selfishness, what we're talking about is trying to take things from another person in order to make myself feel good, in order to build myself up in the sense that um, I feel like I'm superior or I feel like you're meeting my, my felt needs. Biblically, what we need each other for, and this is 1 Corinthians 12, what we need each other for in the body of Christ is to fulfill the mission that Jesus has given to us. I can't fulfill that on my own. Uh, because I don't have every gift in the world, and I need you to uh, help me grow to be like Jesus. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. What uh, my wife and other relationships in my life do for me is they challenge me to be like Jesus. So there's a difference between, uh, between a relationship that benefits me in ways that are pleasing to Christ and a relationship that I'm approaching 
selfishly so that I can have something that I feel a deficit in. Okay? And that, that's, a, that's a critical difference to make. Um, I'm going to keep moving, actually, because we've got a lot. Um, first of all, uh, maybe call, is Colin Ian here? He's not here. Oh, okay, right over there. This one may be for you. Is relationship Rex single? Okay. I think the answer is yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, this one, Alyssa, I want to direct this one to you. Um, several, several of the girls asked a very similar question, which is, in a dating relationship, what is the role of the girl? It's a really good question. My mind immediately goes to just the whole relationship in general. Keep in mind that it's not yet marriage. And so he's not your spiritual leader yet. Um, You are still primarily responsible for your walk with the Lord. He's not even necessarily the leader in every aspect of the relationship. It is still your responsibility to um, protect yourself physically. Um, That is just as much your responsibility as it is his. Um, more so, maybe, <laughs> not to give the guys a cop out, but, um, so I think just like guarding your heart and your mind in the sense that like you cannot think of yourself as married yet and you cannot expect him to be your leader. So you need to take responsibility. I don't know if that exactly answers the question though. That's great. Does anybody else want to weigh in too? Um, I would say, um, just in addition to that, just to respond to where he is in the relationship. So if he says, hey, you want to go grab coffee Thursday night, all you're responding to is, do I want to go grab coffee, yes or no? Okay. And after you get coffee, he might ask you out again and he might not. If he doesn't ask you out again, your job is to not worry about it. And if he asks you on another date, your job is to respond to that next date. Your job is never to go ahead and like, oh my goodness, do I, do I need to marry him? Well, he's not asking you to marry him. He's asking you to go get coffee or go to Chili's or something or go to a game. So just, girls, just respond to where he's at. And, and, and guys, lead the girls and let them know. Ask them clearly, I want to I take you on a date for coffee, you know, and be clear about what you're doing. And then it's so easy for the girl to respond if you're clear about here's what I want to do. I want to take you on a date and we're going to go do this. And if you don't communicate beyond that, the girl has no reason to go beyond that and get all emotionally worked up, which we can all do. We know it. So, um, Okay. Uh, I have a question. I want to address this to both Andy and to Sarah. Um, how uh, should a guy know when it's time to stop asking? Um, a couple of people asked something similar. So uh, we heard Trey and Marcy's story yesterday and... <laughs> You know, so Trey, Trey and Marcy kind of, you know, they had a unique story in that, you know, Trey asked her out numerous times over the course of a year or so, and she, she said no. Um, so someone, you know, asked, like, what, what made you pursue Marcy for so long, and when did you know when to stop? Trey's not here. I, I can rep- He didn't stop asking her. So <laughs> the question then is, like, like, how do you know when to stop? Somebody else asked that same question as a guy. Like, what do you do? So, I, so Andy, why don't you start, and then Sarah, maybe from a female perspective as well? Um, well, I guess, <laughs> as a guy who's been rejected before, I guess uh, more than once by the same person, I should say, on top of that. Um, uh, incidentally, I bet that's everybody on this panel. I bet that's every guy who's been rejected more than once. Um, I think guys. just during that discussion, like looking for clarity, and I think that's like something that girls can do really well is just saying no when they mean it and sometimes they like to lessen the blow and that really sucks for the guy I think um, because it leads it open just to for them to think about it more um, and I think if they know that it's something they don't want then they can say it and it's, it should be over um, and like when they're clear about that it's really easy for the guy to like move on but when they're not um, a guy will continue to think about that and they're like well, they didn't really say no, so I'm going to give it a month or two, and then I'm going to, I'm going to ask them again. Um, whereas it should be, oh, they said no, and then, like, if you are going to ask them out again, it should be, like, a new occurrence, and it's not something that's continuing and continuing and continuing, or at least that's how I feel. Um, that's my opinion. I don't know if, like, Trey would necessarily agree with me, but I think, um, yeah, it's just, an, I think that communication, like, I think it's on both sides. Like, the guy and the girl have to, like, when you have a DTR, like, it's their responsibility to be honest. <laughs> and a lot of times it's just like, I don't, 
I don't want to hurt this person, but at the same time, you want to leave them with a clear understanding of, like, where you both stand. And, like, if that girl doesn't like you, then, like, the guy needs to know, hey, all right, my question has been answered, and I can be great friends with you, and that's going to be good. And, I mean, I, I've had that happen, and I have good friends that I've asked out, and we still talk to each other, and, you know, we see each other on a regular basis, and it's all right. So I think, and I felt like it's ended well, and it's felt good, and I think that's a good place to be. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I would agree with everything Andy said. I, I think it's it's always going to be a little bit awkward, you know, um, saying no is hard. Um, but yeah, girls, I'm, well, I'll go back to what Heather challenged the guys with. I think if the guys can be as clear as they can be about what your intentions are, I'm taking you out on a date um, for this, um, then I think that it's a lot easier for the girls to know exactly what um, what he's asking and what is expected, and then she can respond in the way that she feels. And so if it's a no, then you can be clear about, you know, hey, I think you're, I think you're a wonderful guy and I do enjoy spending time with you, but I'm just not there, um, you know, feeling like I want to date you. And so, you know, I want to, want to remain friends. Um, I remember doing that with a guy one time and he was like, wow, thank you for being honest. And then he was like, I probably won't talk to you for a week because it kind of hurts. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, um, but yet then we, we became friends after that. And I felt, because he responded to me like that, I felt like he totally understood where I was coming from. And so I could just be natural and a, a normal friend with him. I didn't have to be like, oh, you know, like, what does he think? What is, you know, so, so it, was, um, it was a good experience to, to learn that clarity is, is key. And, you know, just to be honest about where you're at. And, um, yeah. Oh, I was going to jump in there and say, like, also, like, as the guy's, like, side of things, like, I mean, I think if it opens back up, just be quick to, like, ask again and not, like, just let it, like, fester and think about it a whole lot. Because I think it's important for you to just be like, all right, well, I still feel this way and I still have questions, so I'm just going to go jump in there and do it again just because I need to answer this. And I think that's a good thing to do um, because there isn't clarity, like, in your friendship or your relationship with this person. So just, like, yeah. add that on. And one of the things to keep in mind in all of this is... and and. Some of the questions um, are challenging for us to give a specific, you know, you should ask four times and then you're done, uh, or, or whatever. And the reason is because every person is different and every relationship is different. And so that's, that's both the beauty and the complexity of the way God has made us is that, um, you know, I told Shannon a couple of months ago, I was just thinking about it and I realized we have three kids now. So we have 10 different relationships in our house and each of them is unique. So the way that I relate with my oldest daughter is necessarily going to be different from the way I relate with my middle daughter, not because I show favoritism, but because they're different people, and they each relate to me differently. And it's the same in, in dating and asking out. There may be situations where um, it's appropriate to keep pursuing. There may be situations where it's not, and that's part of learning what uh, it looks like to know and understand people. Um, but Sarah hit on something I would mention just from also a guy's perspective. Ladies, the guys around you, they seem very tough and strong and like they can take anything. Uh, be aware that, that they really do feel hurts and pains emotionally. And so one of the best ways you can also help guard him from that is, like Sarah said, be straightforward. As hard as it is, if you're not really not interested and you know that and you get, you know, there is a snowball's chance that I would ever uh, spend time with it, just, just nicely say, I, thank you a lot, but I'm really not interested. And uh, he will absorb the blow and it will be painful, but it's much better than stringing it along for months and then he has to kind of figure that out that you never were interested and it hurts a lot worse because not only does he feel the pain of that rejection, he feels like a fool, feels like he's... He's been made a fool of. And so it's much better just respect him enough to be honest if, if, that, if it's what you need to do. Right? Yeah. Real quick, super quick. Guys, in this, you need to find your confidence in the Lord. And I think a lot, a lot of us guys, um, you know, we ask a girl out and, and she may say no. And then we wait and wait and maybe wait for some sign from her that maybe she likes me again. And once I see that, I'm going to ask her out. That's not the way it should be. You need to find your confidence in the Lord and ask her out of that, not because you think she might like you and you're waiting and waiting for her to show that sign before you ask her out again. And so um, just find your, find your security in God. So.
And if she's the kind of woman that you want, she's going to want you to find your confidence in the Lord, and that's going to be the most attractive thing to her than anything you could do. All right, several questions about boundaries and dating relationships that I, I kind of want to open up also to everybody. Um, sorry, this is it wrong to spend the night with your boyfriend or girlfriend like after watching a movie, even if all you do is sleep, not sex or anything? Jenny, you want to start them? <laughs> Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> Maddie's over here going, be nice, be nice. <laughs> That's really not okay. You. Explain why. Here's why it's not okay. It kind of goes back to um, the three nothings, which we also are big fans of as well. You're going to end up lying down. You're going to, um, even if nothing happens between you, you're setting a precedent for the future. If it was okay once, it's okay again, and then it's going to be progressive. Not only that, but you're in, even if you're living by yourself, Somebody's going to leave in the morning, and there's the reputation of Christ. You know, what if that? What if the guy or the girl leaves in the morning, and they're wearing their Christian T-shirt? You know, your neighbors know that that person doesn't live there. Okay, your roommates. If you have roommates, that's a whole other issue. Okay, there's just a whole whole lot of wisdom in not doing that, and maybe the wisdom even begins in not watching the movie like that in the first place. So. That's what I would say. Sorry, that was kind of mama bearish, but I'm just, that's not okay. Others? Go ahead, Mark. Oh, you good? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'll add to that. I mean, I think, you know, we talked about last night that, um, you know, uh, sex and, and, and the, these relationships are supposed to image God. And, and when, when the world sees you spending the night at somebody's house, even if you're not doing anything, what do they assume? They assume that you're sleeping together. And, uh, you know, whether that's right or wrong of them to do it, that's, that's what they assume. And so when they look at that, they don't see a reflection of God's faithful covenant love that we are supposed to reflect in relationships. And so just be aware of what you're reflecting to the world about God as you seek to image him in your relationships. Uh, and with a lot of these things, we were talking a little bit about this last night as a group, but the question to ask yourself is, Why? Why am I doing it? Is it something that is beneficial to both of us in this relationship that will promote um, an attitude and the spirit of holiness and pursuit of God? So you say, well, it's just so late at night and uh, I don't want to drive home and I'm tired and blah, blah, blah. Okay, a couple of questions to ask. Uh, Why are you there that late? All right. And secondly, um, frankly, you live in College Station. All right. (laughs) It's going to take you 10 minutes to hop in your car and get back to your own house. There, is, there really is no good reason to do it. Other than that, um, on some level, uh, there's a part of you perhaps that wants to play at being married um, and wants to have that security of saying, I'm in the room with this person. We have this kind of closeness and intimacy. And the reality is that that's reserved for marriage. I, I, just a quick exi- illustration. Years ago, um, I went, my parents were living in Scotland and we went to visit kind of a canyon sort of deal and there were some cliffs and uh, I was just fascinated with the canyon and the whole deal and my dad and I walked out onto this little kind of, um, oh, I don't know what you'd call it, like a little parapet kind of peninsula type thing that went out over the canyon and we were looking at it and uh, I was standing probably about this far back and um, I started to move forward and I, from behind me, now I was like 27, right? And I hear my dad go, that's far enough, Matt. And uh, I was like, I'm a grown man, you know, I just want to look. And my dad goes, I cannot, I can't think what I would say to your wife if I lost you out here, you know, in this cliff. And I thought, well, I just want to get a little closer, right? Okay, but, but my dad was actually the voice of wisdom in that, why do I need to stand here? What's that going to do for me? Uh, now, it might make me feel good for a minute, but I do run the risk of toppling over the edge, okay? Sex is very much the same way. Relationships are very much the same way. Why go right up to the edge? Except that it just kind of gives you a, an exhilarating feeling, but it's not beneficial, and it, it's extremely dangerous. Right? So uh, that's kind of what we're saying is with all of these ask why. Same thing with, uh, maybe you guys want to address this too, kissing. Um, is a, a couple of people asked about kissing and also making out, which are kind of two separate but related things. How would you guys respond to those? I mean, I think what you just said is, is a great response. Just what's the purpose of it? You know, 
Um, is this to build another person up? I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna get up here and tell you that kissing don't kiss anyone ever before marriage. But is the purpose to build someone else up? I mean, I remember when Jamie and I were dating. Like, okay, what's the purpose of me kissing him and then sending him home and saying, okay, see ya, that's it. I mean, your mind kissing is designed to lead to other things. So it might start out innocently, and then if you kiss long enough, it's your mind. I mean, even if your hands don't go anywhere that they're not supposed to go, your mind is going to go somewhere that it's not supposed to go eventually, and. And you're going to put the other person in a compromising position where their mind is going to go somewhere that it's not supposed to go. You know, so if the, if the purpose of dating is to edify one another and the purpose of relationships is to point one another towards God, um, you know, just be, be wise and know that it's kind of dicey whether, you know, kissing is going to do that. Or not. And we're not going to, I mean, I'm not going to tell you don't ever kiss anyone, but just be cautious with it. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah. Yeah, I think, and I think kissing, I think holding hands are, you know, can be appropriate expressions of, of romance and just deepening that coupling phase of, of, you know, entering into this dating relationship. I just think, um, you know, that even though that might be um, uh, lawful, it might not be profitable. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and so just, just exercise caution. Um, you know, nobody ever gets to their marriage ceremony or their wedding night and wishes they had tried more or experienced more or, or made out a little longer, gone a little further. Nobody wishes that once they get to their wedding night. And, um, and so, I mean, I think, I think just exercising caution is always a good thing. It doesn't mean um, kissing. It doesn't mean uh, these expressions of romance and affection are, are, are bad, but just be cautious. So. Yeah, one of the biggest lies of our culture is like you need to figure out if you're physically compatible uh, before you get married, um, I'll tell you right now, you are, okay? Because uh, one of you is a man and the other of you is a woman, okay? So you are. Um, and the reality is that, um, and we'll, we, we'll get into this, but, but the physical area of your relationship as a married couple, too, is something that grows over time and something that, like any form of communication, you have to learn, you have to talk about. And so uh, the lie that, well, we've got to figure this out now uh, you really don't, okay? You really don't. And if there's no benefit to the other person, that's the question to ask, is will this promote this other person's encouragement, love, holiness? In marriage, all of those things do, and there may be appropriate times for physical contact prior to marriage, but you always need to be asking that question. Um, another one uh, I'll throw out to you, what about praying together as a dating couple? Um. Go ahead. We did a little bit of praying together, but it was mostly, I mean, before meals and when maybe we needed to make a decision about something, but we did it first separately. We sought the Lord on our own because, again, we are not married yet, or we, we weren't married yet, and um, we pursued our own individual relationships with the Lord first, and you still have to do that in marriage, but... Um, Honestly, praying together will draw you closer emotionally, um, especially just being a girl. Like, that's a huge emotional investment, and along with emotional investment comes desire for physical investment. And um, so I would say just be cautious of that. Anybody else? Okay, I'm going to shift gears a little bit here. A couple of questions about this type of subject. How and at what point in a relationship should I address my previous sexual brokenness? So if you're dating and there are things in your past, um, someone want to talk through that? Um, I think that's a really, really good question, and it's a really hard question to answer. Um, I think every relationship is different, and I don't know that we can tell you any one answer um, about when. I would say go before the Lord and pray about when the timing is right. Um, and I, I would say you probably don't want to do it right when you start dating. I mean, you don't know if you're going to continue dating that person, and that's some um, pretty serious information about yourself that you want to reserve for until you know that you can really trust that person. Um, so, you know, I, I would say you just go before the Lord and pray about when the timing is right and ask him and, and just trust him to guide you. And, you know, you can always seek wise counsel from, um, from a friend or um, someone who might be able to give you some insight who knows your relationship well enough to know if it's that time for you to... Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think that, um, I think 
yeah, there's, there's never, it doesn't ever seem like there's a good time to, to bring that up because it's just a hard, it's a hard thing. And it's something, um, obviously that, 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 you know, that has been a sin that you've walked through and hopefully you've experienced the Lord's forgiveness and, um, and restoration in that. But, um, yeah, I would say practice, um, practice telling, um, a trusted friend or a mentor for it first, um, you know, talk to somebody else about it. Um, bring it into the light. And like I said, experience God's forgiveness for yourself first. Um, I I have a friend who, um, who had told me about some sexual sin in her past and, um, she got into a serious relationship with a guy and, um, and she ended up waiting, um, about a year into the relationship to tell him, um, when she felt like they were kind of coming close to engagement and she, um, she felt a lot of shame about waiting that long. And she, um, she was, she was just really, really broken that she hadn't, um, shown that she trusted him, um, before that point. And so I I just think like what Heather said, you know, I think when, when you get to a point where you feel like you can really trust that individual, that's probably a good point, um, to, to bring that up. And, And kind of a related one. Um, how do you approach, this is from a, a young lady, how do you approach rejection from a guy who ended the relationship because you are not a virgin and he is? You want somebody forgiving and gracious and um, who will not condemn and reject you for that because the Lord does not condemn and reject you for that. Um, and so forgive him. Um, for not acting in a godly way toward you, don't be bitter at him. Um, but you need somebody who will behave toward you like Jesus would and who will not condemn you and cast you aside because of sin. So. Um, okay, one, I'm going to direct this one to Shannon. Um, if I can find it here. Okay, if a guy asks you out on a date and you really don't know how you feel about him, is it better to say yes or no? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Johan. <laughs> Johan gave me a little whoop back there. <laughs> Thank you, Johan. <laughs> but I'm already dating Matt. Um, <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm sorry. I hope that wasn't inappropriate. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's actually part of our dating talk. Uh, one of the things that I really encourage the ladies to do, and in fact, this is one of Matt's favorite things. He kind of likes to... <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Um, is that when I uh, first... When Matt first asked me out, first of all, I'm a, just a little bit older than he is, so I kind of had that little, you know, mental attitude going on. Um, and Less I know... than two years. We're not talking like, you know... <laughs> no, but so I was like, was oh, 12, he's younger yeah. than I... No. <laughs> Uh, so true. You were not 12. Um, so I wasn't sure that I really wanted to go out with him. I liked him. I thought he was a fun guy, but I thought he was younger. So, uh, I don't know. But anyway, so he asked me out and I was like, maybe. So yeah, yeah, that's fine. Let's go. in my head. I said, maybe what came out of my mouth was sure. Yeah, let's go. So anyway, go ahead. You can say your line and I won and you won. Well, (laughs) yeah, if you guys have heard kind of our dating talk and our story, it is, if you're not sure, ladies, if you're kind of on the fence, what's the, what, what really is the harm in having coffee with somebody or lunch, right? He hasn't asked you to marry him. Don't put that much pressure on going to lunch, right? And guys, same thing. Like, don't put that much pressure on it. It is uh, eating food together at a restaurant, right? It's pretty easy to do. Uh, if you sit there and there's nothing to talk about and it's, and it's uh, clear that this isn't going anywhere, then there's no further obligations, and uh, for those of you who have friends that are pursuing that, don't make it into just a huge deal where it's like, oh my gosh, you asked her out, now you are betrothed, right? You, you just don't, don't make it that big a deal. I, I would love to see uh, more of you guys just proactively just ask a girl out on a date just for fun. And ladies, don't be afraid to say yes, all right? Now, if you, again, if you know, like we've said, if you know that the answer is no, uh, then just be upfront and direct. But my guess is that for many of you, you're not quite sure at that point how you feel because you haven't spent time together. And, and it's okay to do that. Um, that's a degree of li- living in some freedom and some grace that um, don't be so afraid you're going to hurt another person's feelings that you never interact with other people. So. Yeah, go ahead. But if you don't know, you let him pay? Okay, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, okay, if it is a date. That's a good question. If it, and that's, yeah. that's a great question. If it's a date, and guys, that's where we're saying be very clear. Uh, ask her, would you like to go out with me on a date to lunch? All right, and that, that may feel awkward coming out of your mouth, uh, but it, it removes any ambiguity. And so, ladies, then if he asks you that and you say yes, then yeah, let him pay. You've agreed. Yeah, we went to Chili's on our first date. It was after growth groups one night. And, um... <laughs> yeah. uh, and we had nachos and Cokes. And if you want to, I can show you the exact table at the College Station Chili's where we sat. Um, yes, and we shut the place down. The waitress was actually like... <clears throat> are you done? Are you done? <laughs> Would you like to chairs leave? on the tables, you know. <laughs> but he paid. Yeah, he paid. Yeah, back there, I love it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm t- Do you have to pay? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Guys, man up and actually take her on a date. Um, I just want to add, we've, I think we're assuming this, but I feel like we just need to clarify, like, say yes if you know he's a Christian, because, like, you're not, you as a Christian are not going to ever consider marrying somebody who's not a Christian. The Bible says do not be yoked with an unbeliever. You won't consider dating somebody who's not a Christian. So that's kind of the one, like, you know, cut off or whatever. But as long as they're Christian and you think, you know, maybe, go for it. Awesome. Wait, can I, uh, I just want to add something like the very, like the first part of the question, like we were just talking about, like, just going on the date. Like, I think a lot of times we want to like put all that like emotion into it. And like, you expect this guy to already have like all these like emotions and plans or like, you probably don't want that. And if the girl knows it's coming or she doesn't know it's coming, it's okay to be like, you know what? I don't know how I feel about you. And that's why I am dating. And I think that's an important place to be like, cause you can like look at it objectively and you don't have like all these expectations built in. And that's why we want like to ask early, I think too, just cause you like build up all these emotions about this person. And then you're like, all right, I'm finally going to do it. And then they say no, and you're like, ugh. <laughs> I don't know, and like, it just like crushes you, and like, that shouldn't happen, I think, because you should have like, already asked them and got to know them, and then you're like, oh, yeah, of course this wasn't going to you know, like, work out. Or if it does, then you're going like, to get to know them, and it's going to get better. So, I mean, just like, that's, that's what I would add to it. So I think that it works from both perspectives, like the guy and the girl. Like, the girl doesn't have to like, know everything about you, and the guy doesn't have to know everything about the girl. Like, so... Also, if girls, if guys are asking you to go do things and they're not being clear whether it's a date or not, and they, even if they offer to pay or even if they do pay, just assume it's not a date unless they say, hey, I want to take you on a date. This will protect your mind um, and it'll guard your heart. And also, you can step up and say, hey, just so we're clear, is this a date or not? I'm a little confused. So don't be, don't be afraid to do that if the guy isn't really manning up. So he needs to yeah, kind of put himself up. And guys, there. you don't want that moment. Yeah. All right? <laughs> It is, it is much better for you to be up front first because if she has to say that and you're going, <laughs> like, you don't want that moment. All right, and, and that's, I, I'm, I'm real serious about this, guys. Uh, it, is, it is time uh, to get out of the junior high mindset when it comes to relationships. All right, it's, it's over. All right, you're, you're 18 to 22. Uh, those days are done. Uh, step up. And don't be afraid to take a risk. You cannot uh, live the Christian life. You cannot have a successful marriage or be a godly parent without taking risks. Uh, if, you, if you don't do it, uh, then you will have a safe life, but a really boring one that isn't what God intends it to be. And that's true in every area of your life. Uh, you cannot avoid risk, but... Uh, Often, the greater the risk, the greater the reward. So um, go back and read the book of Acts before you ask her out, right? And you know, you read it and you're like, look at what these guys did, man. And, and then pursue so that you, you know, you know what? Risk is, is a part of living life and it's part of living the Christian life. So, um, Okay, uh, this one, uh, for any of the married couples that would want to answer this one. I really had to get to it. Um, is honeymoon sex really that awkward? <laughs> I knew, 
I knew the newlyweds would jump in on this one. All right. <laughs> it, there are awkward aspects. There are also things that I thought would be awkward that weren't. There are things that were awkward that I didn't think would be. Um, and the the... The point of a honeymoon, really, like, yes, you ought to try to get to know one another in a sexual way. Uh, this is the first opportunity for y'all, and, and it's a great opportunity for you to start learning that, to jumpstart that. And so you want to pull away from, from where you are. Uh, Alyssa and I, living in College Station, wanted to pull away from College Station. We went to Costa Rica. And, and then the other part of a honeymoon is honestly relaxing. You've just gone through a really, really stressful last couple weeks, maybe a couple months with all the planning and, and, and work for the, the wedding, and you're just exhausted and you just want to relax and hang out. It's a, it's a great opportunity to grow together as a couple and to get to know one another. Uh, the honeymoon is not only about sex. That's not the only thing that you're going to do. You're going to want to just hang out and relax. And so, yes, honeymoon sex is, can be awkward. There's, there's learning, and, and you have to show one another grace because there's, there's so much that you don't know. And, and so, so be gracious toward one another. Be, be patient with one another. Uh, but also take this as an opportunity to really learn to love one another selflessly and, and really care for each other. And I'd say it just depends on how you define awkward. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I really, I think, I think we, um, we get nervous about that and we think about the honeymoon night because um, all these magazines, all these movies and everything sell it to us as something like you have to have this like right technique and you have to know all the moves and all these physical things that, that, that make sex good. And man, sex is so much more than that. And that's, and so, yeah, in that sense, I'm not going to have all that stuff when I enter into marriage and on, on a honeymoon night because I, I'm inexperienced. And, and so like in that sense, in the world sense, yeah, it might be awkward, but the beauty of it is you, you have the whole rest of your life to work on that. And it's, it's not going to look like the movie's ever <laughs> because that's just not a real picture of it. And that's the beauty of it is, is you're communicating holistically you're 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 laughing at yourselves you're you're making mistakes you're you know you're walking through this together in this oneness and and building that and it's you know we talk about uh sex being a metaphor for for god and it's just like our relationship with god we don't enter into a relationship with god having it all down and knowing knowing how to do that and and walk with him we grow in that and sex is the same way when you enter into marriage you grow in that and it it becomes deeper and richer through time, and, and it's not just this, this physical thing that you just get. It's, it's this holistic thing that you grow in, and that's, that's what makes it uh, such a great thing. And so in that sense, it's not awkward, because you're just learning and you're growing together in that oneness. And yeah, I didn't think it was awkward. I mean, you have to be willing to laugh, okay? <laughs> but this is your best friend that you trust completely, and... You're married. There is no shame. There is no guilt. It's just freedom, and it's sweet, and it's so. It's not. It's not awkward. It's. I mean, it's different. It's new, but and you probably won't know what you're doing. But it's really a huge blessing and just a gift of freedom and um, freedom from guilt and shame and just um, intimacy that's um, unhindered. I guess. Yeah. Not awkward. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, um, we are getting low on time, but um, I do. I did want to get to this one. Uh, past wounds have made me unable to feel much emotion. I think I've met a lot of awesome girls, but just haven't felt strongly about anyone in years. How much longer do I wait? I want to date, but I feel it's not fair to try and ask a girl out and pursue her when I really don't have any feelings for her. Then I could end up wounding someone the same way I was wounded. I pray constantly that God would fix this in me, but he seems very distant, and no one I talk to has any answers. Um, I wanted to get to that one, because I, I want to address it, if, if that is you, and I'm, I'm pretty sure 
that although one person wrote this down, there's more than one person in this room who feels that way. If that is you, I just want to encourage you uh, in two respects. One, uh, the Lord is uh, wanting you to get to a place of wholeness emotionally and spiritually. Uh, He loves you, and that is why he died for you. That is why his spirit lives in you. He wants that for you. Secondly, I I want to strongly encourage you to seek some help, um, to seek some counsel from somebody who is older, uh, whether that is one of us here or whether that is a professional counselor, um, because uh, the deal is that you are not permanently and irretrievably broken. Um, And it may feel that way, uh, but everybody in this room either has gone through or will go through times where they feel like they just can't figure things out on their own, and they need somebody wiser to do it. The thing that distinguishes, uh, I think, great men and women of God in the long run from those who flounder with their sin is their willingness to be humble and ask for help um, when they need it. Um, Everybody struggles, but not everybody is willing to ask for help. And, uh, And the ones that I know who are unwilling to humble themselves and ask somebody else are the ones that tend to crash and burn down the line. I've never known anybody, no matter what the struggle or how intense it was, I've never known anybody who was truly humble, who said, please help me, that couldn't find somebody to help them with the issue. And so uh, I would challenge you, talk to one of us. If we need to, we can help you find a counselor. Uh, But a lot of these issues, you may need to take that next step where if you've talked to your peers and they don't have a good answer for you, even, you may have even talked to your parents, and, and for whatever reason, uh, because of that relationship, you can't get an answer. Go keep looking until you find the person that will help you walk it through. So. All right. A couple of others uh, here. Um, Colin is a beautiful man. Yay or nay? Yay. Yay. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Quickly, let's see. We are... We are running up on time here. So, all right, at what point in the relationship should the guy talk to the girl's dad? And uh, there's kind of a spectrum written down here, first date or night before the wedding. These are the extremes <laughs> he's written down. At what point in the relationship should the guy talk to the girl's dad? Uh, any of you guys want to take that? Uh, as far as like, talking to him about marriage before you get engaged. Uh, if this is just as like wanting to get to know him a little bit, uh, honestly, at first opportunity, it was, it was about two weeks after Alyssa and I started dating that her parents came and visited. I didn't go find a hidey hole and, and like ignore him or, or try to stay away. I I came friends with him. I, I, I talked with him about our relationship a little bit and that I really appreciate, uh, a lot of things about Alyssa. Uh, but uh, because we're in college, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of difficulties to going and talking with him like first date or whatever. You, you, it's sometimes not feasible. I was not going to drive down to Corpus Christi to go talk with Alyssa's dad before I asked her out on a date. You're also adults, and so uh, so I don't really think that that's so much the that role. Uh, you're just asking her out on a date, you know. Uh, but if there's an opportunity, if they're coming and visiting her, uh, talk with him, get to know him. Uh, be upfront that you're dating his daughter. It, it's okay. It's not something freaky. Uh, yeah, it makes the engagement conversation a lot easier if, if you already know him and they already know you. So I think that kind of answers the question. Mm-hmm. Other thoughts? All right. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, we've actually gotten through a good number of these. Um, okay. Do you think it's important that boyfriends and girlfriends go to the same church? And then a related one: How important is it for a couple to be totally united in life direction and career goals before getting married? They want to pick that up. Start with the church one. Shannon, you want to take that? Mm-hmm. Um, 
when you're dating, I like what Alyssa said earlier, when you're dating, uh, you're not necessarily under him as your spiritual authority. That comes when you get married. The scripture is really clear about that in Ephesians 5. Um, so when you are dating, it, it might be okay for you to go to different churches. Um, you might find after a while, though, that you're not able to really talk about things um, as much as you would like, that it's nice to be able to share the common bond of, hey, this is our same pastor, or this is our same church where we do Bible study. Um, and so there might just be wisdom or um, just joy in being at the same church together. Um, so, but it's not necessary. I mean, would y'all say? Yeah, and I, I would say, disclaimer, we're assuming that you guys mean a same church where you believe the same things, not like he's going to a Muslim church and you're going to Grace Bible Church or something. <laughs> so we're assuming yeah. like-minded churches that are different churches. And even the issue of uh, sometimes like, you know, she's a Catholic and I go to a Bible church, just be aware there are some significant uh, theological differences and differences of belief between those two faith systems and so even if both of you are Christians, um, as the relationship progresses, know that those sorts of distinctions can be harder to work out because both of you are going to tend to be settled in your particular point of view. And so as you look down the road and you go, uh, when we have kids, are we going to raise them Catholic or are we going to raise them uh, in an evangelical church? Those are significant issues to look at probably earlier rather than later. Um, and so... I would say not necessarily on a first date. If you know the person is a Christian who has trusted in Jesus for eternal life, uh, it's not necessarily a sin to go out with them, but I'd say within the first couple of months, if there are significant uh, theological differences, you probably should begin to have those conversations earlier than later. But if it's like they go to Central and you go to Grace, uh, it's probably okay. Like you can, you know, both churches are churches that are evangelical, Bible-believing churches and Protestant, and um, it, you can work that out. The reality is that eventually, if you get married, you're probably going to move away from College Station and find a church together anyway, all right? And so it's not as huge a deal, but it can be if they're vastly different, so. Um, okay, I want to do this for like just a couple of minutes is, I've got a couple other cards, but I just want to hear from you guys. Are there any other questions that we have not addressed that you would like us to address that you want to address to anybody in particular up here before we wrap up? Who wants to take that? Sarah, you got it? Or... Okay. I saw you raise your little finger. Yeah. That's right. Make a little move up here and you can get caught out. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think similar to what we said before, just be as honest and clear as you can. You know, I mean, I think depending on where you are in your relationship, it's going to look different. You know, if you've been dating for a month or two, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look a little different than if you've been dating for like a year or two, you know. Um, but I think, um, I think in general, just um, be honest, be clear and be loving and gracious, you know. And, and I'd say, you know, as, from the female point of view, if you're the one who's breaking it off, you know, give him time you know, it, he might not be ready to be your best friend um, right away. Um, give him some time, but continue to let him know that you, you still, you know, you still want to be friends with him. I mean, I wouldn't pursue the relationship, you know, like in a, um, you know, really um, aggressively or anything. But, um, but I would say just continue to, to be there for him, you know, just try to be as, you know, as normal as possible. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just want to say, I don't know if you really can do that without hurting his feelings. Feelings are feelings, and they're, when they begin to be invested in a relationship, if something stops between the two of you, somebody's going to be hurt, maybe both. You know, um, I, As I mentioned, I was previously engaged, and when that gentleman broke it off with me, I mean, it was just a world of hurt, you know, and there was no way for him to break that off with me in a clean way that would be like, okay, that was good. Yeah, thanks. Uh, here's the ring, you know, and we'll, we'll see you later. You know, I mean, um, it was just, it was very, very painful. And it took a while, I mean, months for it to finally, the Lord brought it back to a place where it was finally healed. And um, I even saw him later, like about a year and a half later. And it was like, it was kind of weird. There was a little, like a little twinge there, but I was fine because the Lord had really healed that in me. Um, but obviously that was in, on a deeper level. So, yeah. Other Questions? Yeah. How much time should a relationship take? When you say how much time, do you mean like per week or like... It's a great question. 
I mean, I think you start off slowly. It's like anything else. You know, even when you're building a regular friendship with, like, a, a guy or, you know, just girls with girls, like roommates and stuff, you you'd spend, you know, you kind of start incrementally and you kind of build up. I do think, and one thing I thought when we were answering the other question is, it's always best, though, even when you're beginning a dating relationship, to maintain really good relationships with members of the same sex, you know, um, because you need those buddies. And you, you don't know what's going to happen in the dating relationship, not to forecast doom, but it's just good. Like, you're always going to need... You're always going <laughs> um, You're always going to need those buddies. And the the truth of the matter is, and we say this to um, people, uh, couples that we counsel with when they're engaged. Once you get married to that one person, all the other uh, people of the other opposite gender are going to fade away because you just have that one person as your best friend. You still have other friendships. Like I'm friends with Mark. I'm friends with the, uh, Jamie. You know, but I'm not that close with them like I am with Matt, obviously. So my really good female friendships are the ones that I get to, to keep and continue on. And we've said this a lot. Every relationship is different. Every person is different. And so uh, sometimes it, it takes a little bit more time uh, in order to, to really develop that closeness and, and, and takes a little bit more investment uh, if one of y'all's uh, love relation, uh, love language is is quality time spent, uh, sometimes that goes hand in hand also then with quantity of time. Uh, and if one of you is bad at, at showing love through quality time, sometimes it takes longer to uh, make time quality uh, for the other person. And and so so I guess all I'm trying to say in this is that. I, Depending on the person that that you'd be dating or or getting to know or whatever, uh, in order to 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 learn about them, in order to to develop that closeness, sometimes it takes more time. Sometimes things get out there really quickly, and you you become close friends, or uh, uh, you become really close in a relationship a lot quicker, and like you can spend time with other people a lot more. So, all right, we probably have time for one more. Yeah. Okay. At what point in time, like, even if it's not like a day in relationship, should you kind of like share your testimony just to get to know that person better? Like, like how you came to know the Lord? Yeah. Testimony? Okay. I think that's a great question for early on, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, your spiritual, I mean, your spiritual life should be probably the primary thing that draws you guys together. I mean, hopefully you, when you ask somebody out, you like, you know, you might have some similar interests or you've got something in common with them or you think they're attractive, hopefully, on some level. Um, but spiritually is obviously the most important thing. Um, and so that's one of the best things you can ask on a first or second or third date. Like, Hey, how did you get, how did you come to know the, know the Lord? What's your favorite characteristic about the Lord? I mean, those aren't things that get you too emotionally involved with another person, but just edify no matter. I mean, I could ask you that even not knowing you and I could be encouraged by your testimony and vice versa, you know, so yeah, just brothers oh, and sisters in Christ. Sorry, That's, it's not a private, that's not a private question at all. You know, so. I mean, I'll share my testimony of how I came to the Lord with all of you guys, and you guys should be able to do the same thing with anybody you meet. So I think, personally, first date, I mean, it's not, a, it's not too much to ask that question. So, Guys, this has been awesome. I wish we had all day, um, but uh, we, we are going to need to wrap up. Lee has a couple of announcements he wants to make before we wrap up, um, but let me pray for us, and then uh, Lee will come up and we'll be done. Father, thanks so much for... Uh, this weekend, for this time, I pray for each person that you would continue to um, guard their hearts as they walk with you. I pray continue to um, deepen our relationships with you. I pray uh, continue to make us faithful as we pursue uh, being the sort of people you want us to be who uh, reflect the love of Jesus to the world uh, in our uh, relationships, in our um, dating, and eventually in marriages and parenting and Father, I just pray that you would uh, make this a room of uh, men and women who are holy and set apart for your purposes. We thank you for this weekend, for the beautiful weather and frontier camp and all that you have done. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.